Patreon. Link is down. Oh. Did YouTube just cut out the world? I think. Did I? Oh. I could have. Uh, it said I'm, we were. I'm, it's not even going for me. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Restart. Uh, yeah, uh, I could have swore I hit go live. Might have just been my stream preview. All right. Cool. Welcome to Talking Heads. I just did the intro, but I'm going to do it again. Episode 262, your once weekly live show for latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, I usually only do the intro once, but we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, <laughs> pop culture, entertainment. Usually some Star Trek. All Super Chats are read on the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat, and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the Super Secret Chat or the even more Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Brett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there there we go all right now we're live <laughs> all right. uh yep yep <laughs> right i just did that <laughs> that's not too often that happens actually i yeah. think it's only happened one other time yeah i think what was it was it a time with steve or rhett where you guys like did the whole intro and like an article and I think that was with Steve, and <laughs> we were like 20 minutes in going, chat's awful quiet tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That's the only other time I can remember something like this happening. Yeah. Uh, let's see, they say you're a little quiet, so I'm going to bump you just a little bit on my side. So. Right. Well, I will not bump me then. Cool. All right, so let us know if that's better. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, lots to get to tonight. Uh, LastPass mm -hmm. seems like just a couple months ago we were talking about them getting hacked. Uh, because we <laughs> were. Uh, Intel uh, has some new Sapphire Rapid workstation leaks that we'll talk about. Now, obviously, we talked about that uh, right around two months ago with uh, Mr. Ian Cutris. Dr. Ian Cutris was on the show uh, talking about some stuff that he saw at Intel Innovation that he probably shouldn't have seen, but. He didn't have an NDA. Uh, let's see. AMD is prepping some Ryzen 7000 3D stack chips uh, in the same ilk as the uh, 5800X3D. So we'll see what kind of performance gains that might give. And we've got a couple other fun stories to get to as well. But yes. first and foremost, let's start this thing off right. With a super chat, Mike sends over 10 Canadian bucks. Thank you so much. Uh, when I saw there was no show last week, I feared you got cancel in Canada over your hilarious Canadian Thanksgiving take. <laughs> a relief you're <laughs> back. Sorry about our Thanksgiving day, eh? Uh, you guys rock. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I did get a sternly worded letter and an apology that uh, Canadian Thanksgiving ran into American Thanksgiving or ran into our, our Wednesday time slot. So uh, Canada does send their apologies. I do accept them. And uh, hopefully they will not let such an incident occur again. Yeah. Shame on you, Canada. Yeah. When in doubt, blame Canada. All right. <laughs> now for the uh, the best time of the day the john yes 
What are you drinking tonight? I got this uh, and thought it was interesting. It's, um, I don't even know. Uh, Always Away Days Brewing Company. It's a Portland brewing company. I've never heard of them before, so that's why I picked it up. But what also intrigued me, it's an ESB, which you don't see, and it's nitro. So it's a nitro ESB. I was like, I have to have that. That is interesting. I am very curious indeed. Uh, today we are going with Modest Brewing out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is the Double Dream Yard, uh, double dry hopped New England style oh. IPA. Uh, this is clocking oh, in at eight point five percent. Yeah, let me. I take have a look my at complaints that. already. Oh yeah. Um, as it's floating. Lots of black floaties came out of this. Um, huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm not one to turn my nose up at floaties in a beer, though. Like, Well, you know, I'm not either, but when they're black? Yeah. That's that's a thing. Yeah. Oh. I, I suppose that would be a thing. Yes. Yeah, there went another one. Mm. Um, well, whatever. I've drank and worse. We all got to die sometime, John. That's right. At least I'll die doing what I love. That's right. Doesn't taste spoiled. Well, that's always encouraging. I wonder if it's like tea. Shake can gently before pouring. That's what got me in this in the first place. (laughs) What did you get? Uh, so this is a modest brewing company, Minneapolis, Minnesota, double dream yard, double dry hopped New England, eight and a half percent. Oh, there you go. So the quintessential opposite of an ESB. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, John's like, I'm going to start with something smooth, malty, creamy, thick body. I'm going, no, no, no. Juice, sugar, and citrus. (laughs) Uh, yep, and that one is definitely a hazy. Uh, you've oh, had yeah. stouts that don't let this much light through. <laughs> yes, uh, our stout uh, test. Stout like <laughs> the stout light. I've had I've had uh, white stouts that were <laughs> didn't let that much light through. That's yes. B. Uh, Novella Hub's checking in. He's got a Firestone Walker Parabolita Barrel-Age Salted Caramel Stout. Uh, 9.2%. 4.13 on untapped, and I believe every bit of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Requiem's got a Rogue Imperial Stout. A little bit of a local flavor there. Awesome. Yeah. Williams got a Goose Island uh, Neon Bear Hug, Neon Beer Hug IPA. Excuse me. But there is a bear on the logo. Yes. So. Uh, on some sh- level, I think I knew that, which is why yeah. I, I said bear. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sean's drinking a Purple Monkey Dishwater. I like the name by Evil Genius Beer Company. I've had some stuff from them before, but yeah. Cheers to that name. (laughs) Yes. Any beer that makes me chuckle at the name, I will usually try. Yes. Around here, we have Uh, a Gilgamesh DJ Jazzy Hef. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, let's see. Skulls drinking a Truly Madly Briefly by Blackstack Brewing, Triple New England IPA. Uh, I was going to say, oh, drinking something from Truly. Awesome. You know, uh, hard, you know hard seltzer? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, actually, they, 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 they were going to be in the news, but then I decided that store was boring. Uh, what else? There was a couple. Uh, Geek Warriors having some Knob Creek uh, and a Coke. Oh, and Jason's having, oh no, eggnog later. Uh, drinking water now, eggnog cocktail uh, later. So, oh, Kirkland eggnog. Yeah. I love my Kirkland eggnog. Uh, I've already gone through two jugs this year. I need more. Unfortunately, I think I'm already too late to go buy more, so I'm probably going to have to settle for uh, Evan Williams eggnog. <laughs> Which is still solid. It's just not nearly as good. Oh. Craft Computing, any thoughts or experience with the X570 Pro workstation board? Uh, no. <laughs> I haven't had any any experience with uh, with that particular board. I'm assuming you're meaning the, uh, the Asus uh, Pro WS. Um, no, I have not seen that board. Uh, in fact, I think I only have two X570 boards. I, I know I've got an X570 Tai Chi. I'm trying to remember what the other one is. It might be an MSI, one of their MAG series. But, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this show on the road, starting with... Seems like not that long ago, we were talking about LastPass leaking all of their hashed passwords. And... Uh, as it turns out, that has happened again. Uh, yep. LastPass this last week sent out an email to all their customers saying that uh, they experienced a security incident after an unauthorized party compromised its systems and gained access to customer information. Uh, again, if this sounds familiar, it should. Quote, we recently detected unusual activity within a third-party cloud storage service, which is currently shared by both LastPass and its affiliate, GoTo. We immediately launched an investigation, engaged Man uh, Mandiant, a leading security firm, and alerted law enforcement. We have determined that an unauthorized party, using information obtained in the August 2022 incident, was able to gain access to certain elements of our customers' information. Our customer passwords remain safely encrypted due to LastPass's zero-knowledge architecture. So... That is partially a good thing. However, the downside is that uh, customer information itself was still leaked. Yeah. Uh, so your passwords are still fine. And uh, But man, not only is this two strikes in a row, this is two strikes, and this strike is a direct culmination of the first one as data that leaked in the August 2022 incident, I'm assuming usernames, passwords, credentials, security keys, whatever, uh, were not changed. Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> that That was my big takeaway. I was like, well, wait a second. You had all the information that got leaked or you mm -hmm. found it out. At least that's what you said and wouldn't fix it. And then you claim that this happened because of the data they got before. So you did nothing to stop any of that or even looked into be like, oh, hey, look, there, there's probably a username and password for this server over here. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is exactly what happened. Right. I, I can't <laughs> claim they did nothing. But the fact that they determined that 
credentials lost in August 2022 during the last breach were used here, that's a massive black eye. That is that is something yeah. that should never happen and should be part of every postmortem and uh, you know post recovery effort. Is how do we circle the wagons, lock all of our doors, check all of our windows, you know, reissue security keys, certificates, etc. If we need to, um, that is <sighs> recuperation 101 when it comes to things like this. Uh, so I can't say they did nothing. They're, they're yeah, you know, yeah. I, obviously, I, I'm, I'm not part of their postmortem, but but yeah. but yeah, you you do have a, an excellent point that man, they knew these credentials got out. Yeah, and well, they did nothing. Now I do wonder though, like because they said that this. Okay, we back. We back. All right, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, the, the, this article did state that it was on uh, a server that was held by GoTo which is the formerly known as LogMean. So if anyone's right. ever used remote PC access other than Windows back, say, about 10 years ago, I remember LogMean being oh, yeah. really huge, was like the the easy free one. Remember when LogMean everyone... required specific port forwarding? Yes. <laughs> so, oh. uh, but that that's who go to I still know organizations who have those forwarded. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I do wonder then if it, it is kind of maybe on, on there and of them saying, hey, these are the credentials you needed to change. Um, but that uh, LastPass is, I think that's their uh, go-to is LastPass parent company. Mm. And maybe there was a miscommunication there on someone on their end saying, hey, you need to do this. Here's all the information. Go do it really quick, please. And they were the one that dropped the ball. This article isn't very big. It doesn't go into a whole lot of detail. Um, again, there this happened last week just a couple days ago so yeah last there's still not a whole, this whole lot yeah. of detail that we know of that actually you know all the information like you said it wasn't passwords but it is their basic information which still is can be used to scam people and you know no one wants that right I don't, well it, I don't want... it may have been password files but the thing is they don't use one shared crypto key when you sign up for LastPass, my understanding is they issue you a cryptography key and then they delete their copy of it. And so mm. everything is encrypted, but you are the only one who owns that encryption key. Um, and it's tied to your account, which is further encrypted. So uh, this might have been something like, you know, customer billing information or or yeah. usernames and, and whatnot were, were leaked. But the password databases themselves, boy, it'd be a long shot to get into those. So, well, which is the good of, news, which is the good I, news out of all of this. I'm actually kind of curious, is their password to log me in, into LastPass of their profile? Did that get leaked? Because that's a different password instead of it being stored. Uh, and then therefore, like you were saying, could be username or email. And then that, like a lot of people, the reason why LastPass is around mm -hmm. is just use the same password. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I actually it's. I don't remember the last time I had to generate the password for LastPass, so I don't remember if you can use LastPass to generate your password to log in. Uh, I know they can generate your, passwords, but I don't know about... But to, to your LastPass profile. Right. I mean, they have a generic password generator. So generator, yeah. There'd be nothing uh -huh. stopping you from doing that. But Just, yeah. So in, in, interested in, in like, you know, someone using their standard password for LastPass. Mm -hmm. of like, oh, I only have to remember one password. Right. Um, 
but then there's probably an old high school email or a MySpace account or their their first ever Facebook accountant because this person has three, you know, something like that or old credit card that they forgot. Um, interested, something like that might might have gotten leaked too. But like we I uh, said, there's not a whole lot of information that we know of that what exactly got leaked. But yeah, it is kind yeah. of weird too, too that this happened literally back in August. So, uh, yeah. and the issue August back or? in August was a threat actor got access to a LastPass developer account. Mm-hmm. Um, and so was this the same developer account that was used to compromise at this time? Was it, you know, like this is a lot of questions that, that haven't really been answered, nor do I think we'll ever get an answer unless we get a, an official public postmortem? But yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, yeah. uh, Elaine says, seriously, entrusting all your passwords is crazy. Dealing with it yourself and neglecting good practice is about the only worst thing. Um, kinda. I I hesitate to to say trusting something online is is a bad move. Um, are your passwords sensitive? Yes, they are. Do you need to trust the people that you work with online to hold your passwords? Absolutely. That needs to be one of your number one trusted sources. Um, The thing with LastPass is, again, even though they've had two compromises in the last three months, it still went to show how secure their password management system is. Even though they were breached twice, once with full developer access, their passwords and your password databases were not breached. So if I'm going to trust a web company for $3 a month, that ain't a bad way to go. Um, And, and honestly for a, for a tech, you know, for, for someone who's into tech, it's not that difficult to manage passwords on your own, but you realize, take George Carlin, think about how stupid the average user is, and then put into your brain that half of them are dumber than that. Um, do you realize most users, when given no specific instruction or tool set, will just create either a spreadsheet or a Google Doc or something like that with all of their passwords in plain text written out? Uh, that, you know, we're one step away from post it notes under the keyboard or on your monitor. Uh, so. I do still encourage people to use online password managers or if you have the know-how host your own because those are more secure than honestly what most people could do on their own uh, outside of keeping a physical notebook, but physical notebooks have their problems too. So, Well, you lose that, you're gone. Yeah, so I I don't disparage anyone from using services like this. I use services like this. Yeah, I I Um, use this. We use this at work. So we use LastPass at work. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used Yas- LastPass for a couple years. Uh, I, I got irritated with them when they started uh, sanctioning off your account as either a mobile account or a PC account, um, unless you have enterprise licensing and things like that, where you would I, I would literally have to pay double to to have both PC and mobile access to my to my my passwords. And I didn't like that. And I said, no, thanks. And moved on. But 
I like that we verified that their service is good. Just people always bring up that, you know, NordVPN got hacked a number of years ago. And, and I always have to reiterate, but we found out that their top to bottom infrastructure and encryption was exactly as they advertise. It was closed source. No party has knowledge. Uh, they don't log traffic. They don't do this. They don't do that. And the scope of the attack was so incredibly specific uh, as... Yes, they had a compromised server, uh, one compromised server. That compromised server was trying to host compromised clients and basically trick people into downloading NordVPN clients to connect yeah. to rogue servers in which they could, you know, decrypt your data. Uh, do you realize how specific an attack vector that is and how unlikely it is that really anyone lost anything of any value? Um, or was even attacked in the first place. My one problem with NordVPN was their disclosure time. They they waited way too long to like disclose days, that there was an issue. It, no, it was almost three months oh, yeah. um, that they did not disclose that they had an issue. They eventually did disclose it, I believe because some news articles were coming out about it. Um, but the scope of the attack wasn't all that terrible, and it wasn't really even NordVPN's fault. Now, they were hosting servers in a, in a country, and they you know signed on to a, a data center. It was the data center's <coughs> IPMI that was compromised. Uh, and so threat actors got access to bare metal uh, on the hypervisors and then got access into NordVPN servers. Um, yeah. So it wasn't even they hacked NordVPN. No, they hacked the data center and then got access to NordVPN. There is a distinction there. So. Although then there was, um, wasn't that NordVPN? What's the other big one? They, uh, um, gosh, what's the other big VPN that everyone... Uh, there's Surfshark is another big one. Yeah, there, there was one that basically used their advertising to be like, like the other VPN company that gets hacked, you know, or something like that. Yeah, Comcast. Uh, I think I might have to switch us over to... Okay, we're back up now, but yeah, something keeps dropping. My my Comcast has been dropping a lot for the past yeah. week or two, and I complain, and they're like, oh, we're still building the infrastructure out there. Well, you shouldn't have sold me that service then. Yeah. Seems pretty cut and dry. All right. That's our second dropout. I am working on it. I think Express. I'm gonna... Express. Oh, VPN Express. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I will ones, say they're... Surfshark and NordVPN are the only two that I'm aware of that have done full source code level audits of both client and server infrastructure and passed with flying colors. So if you're looking for security top to bottom of they actually don't keep logs, they actually don't maintain customer information, they actually don't do the things that might get you caught in a VPN, NordVPN and Surfshark. Those are the two that I've looked yeah. into. <laughs> Of course, Unify is huh. saying that Comcast has perfect network health right now. Uh, of course. I don't believe you. Uh, pro ports. Can I just disable my WAN port and then have it fail over? So we might drop out for a second, but... Do, 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 do. 
Huh. How do I force a Unify UDM to fail over? I am getting updates from this morning. Say so it's set as a failover right now, but it's not recognizing that Comcast is uh, dropping. Um... If anyone yeah, knows, drop it in chat. John, take a look at chat. I'm looking at some... Uh... All right. Yeah. Disabled Sorry, we're, we're live troubleshooting right now. <laughs> when in doubt, blame DNS. Fortunately, it's not DNS. Oh, man. I think... I mean, I could always go out to the garage and literally just switch the ports that they're in, and that would do the failover. Um... Too many people streaming the World Cup. This is horrible. See, and as much as I like Unify, I have a problem with simple tasks like this. Like Cisco, Aruba, Meraki, Palo Alto. I would have already been done. Uh, because it's literally a command that says, you know, disable LAN 1. Or disable WAN 1. Uh, and... It would automatically fail over everything. Let's see. <laughs> Live troubleshooting is from. Talk us through it. I'll talk you through some <laughs> of it. So I have I have Comcast on the port nine on a UDM Pro, uh, and that is the ten gig port. Uh, although I only have one gig service. Or no, oh no, sorry, it's the dedicated WAN port. Um, you can have a WAN 2 connection uh, on on the UDM. And so I've got uh, Starlink as well set up on port number 8. Now, I've set it up as a failover. And so anything that happens to Comcast should technically fail me over to Starlink. Uh, the problem is... I don't know how to automatically do that um, or how to manually make that change. So I'm looking at my UDM devices right now. Unfortunately, I'm not going to share my screen because I guarantee I'm going to leak personal information and I really don't want to do that. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah. One frame. Everyone's going to be pausing. You'll get a lot of clicks. Oh, here we go. I can just switch it over like that. Default WAN is going to port 8, and backup WAN is going to port 9. I'm going to hit Apply Changes, so we're going to drop. Hopefully we reconnect, and uh, we can keep going. So We'll see you on the other side. Like, three frames, but then you came back. Okay, it says reconnection successful. All right, it's loading on my end. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, looks like... There you go. Yeah. It looks good to me. Sweet. Look at that. Oh, wait. Uh, it's choppy. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a little choppy. I'm going to lower my bitrate down. Uh, we're trying to send six megs. I'm going to drop that down to three and a half. Uh, so we might get a little choppy here. Hopefully we do okay. 
There we go. Let's see working if this on works. the jitters. Yep. Working on it. We're working on it. All right. Hey, look at that. We are on Starlink's IP address. Cool. Uh, yeah, buffering every few seconds. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can, how low I can lower settings. <laughs> Embrace the chop. <laughs> yeah. Let's try two megs. Let's try that. Ah. Friend says, good day from his hotel room in Australia. <laughs> who probably has better speed than us. Who, pro who probably has better <laughs> speeds than I do. Yeah, we're struggling to get over 2 meg. <laughs> Let me see what my speed is actually getting to. Uh, I don't oh, know wow. what the weather's like over there. It's a little cloudy over here. It's a little rainy. cloudy. I'm only getting 7 megs down, so... Ooh. Yeah. That's not uh, that's actually really low even for Starlink. Yeah, no, I should I usually get between 80 and 100. Yeah, really? I, yeah, I get about 20 well, I'm in the rural area. The, I get good 20s to 40s sometimes. Yeah. So. Now I get 80 to 100 but, download and I I've gotten 50 megs up before. So Really? Yeah, I don't I think I've gotten in the 20s before. Yeah, boy. But even that is, uh, I was just like for that area was great. Yeah. So. Uh okay. Well, I think I'm gonna have to switch back. Okay, reconnection successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not receiving enough data, so I'm gonna up that to four megs and see if that uh, gets us through. Lots of random pausing. Uh, very glitchy, and all the astronomers are hating your support for Starlink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, like, we're sending oh, a solid meter. four megs now. So, hopefully we're all right. We should be coming back. We never we dropped. Back. <laughs> Zax has switched to the A5000. <laughs> oh, if only that would solve all my issues. All right. I think we're good. Looks smooth. We're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. just okay. go with it. Okay. <clears throat> LTE backup possible? Uh, it's not really affordable in my area. Uh, so, I mean, obviously we have LTE carriers. We've got Verizon, AT&T, uh, and that's it. Uh, but uh, the prices in my area are not overly competitive when it comes to any kind of throughput uh, that you would need. Like general connection, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah how's float plane streaming uh i've honestly never tried it uh i probably should but who knows uh let's see mm -hmm. i use a not sorry we'll get to the super chat i did want to give a shout out to kren kren sends over five aussie bucks thank you good day mates from a hotel room in the good old us of a any chance of a water bottle delivery before the end of next week uh yeah uh kren send me a dm and uh, i'll i'll get you one asap so uh 
yeah, that could totally be done. We were actually uh, working on getting shipping quotes for everything today, so we can start sending out uh, invoices so people can get their uh, craftcomputing.store water, water bottles. And man, I wish photos did this justice. John, have you seen this in person yet? I have not seen it in person okay. yet, no. Um, I mean, the pictures look amazing. Yeah, uh, it, and, and I will say, and I'm not just tooting my own horn here, but the pictures do not do this thing justice. <laughs> so uh, the engraving is absolutely gorgeous. It's on so this. shiny. It, it's shiny. It's textured. It's just so nice. If you want a water bottle, they are Patreon exclusive. You have to be on the Patreon to get access to the order form. Uh, and that's really just to keep my volume low because these are made by myself in my house and will be shipped from here. I sourced the water bottles, I brought them in, I'm doing the engraving on them, I am shipping them out. Uh, are you doing it or is Rhett doing it? I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. I'm doing it. Uh, you, th Rhett you think I let there, Rhett near my laser? <laughs> sweating over the laser, yeah. editing, you're just sitting there with a cock up. Sweating, it's 36 oh. <laughs> in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Go, right? <laughs> yep. No, that's probably what we're going to do for round two of, of uh, craft manufacturing. But yeah, uh, first round, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. So, so anyway, uh, Denver uh, sends over a message from the membership page. Thank you so much. Uh, I used a nonprofit called Calix Institute for my failover. 4G, 5G, 300 down and 50 up, even in the middle of nowhere. Nationwide Unlimited, 500 a year. That's not horrible. I'm going to look into that. super cheap. I'm going to look into that. Hang on. Um, I'm copy that. Yeah. That's that's less than half what I'm paying for Starlink. I know. Wait, how is that not, like, known to more people? <laughs> right. That This is literally the first I'm hearing of this. Uh, okay, their website does not look... Like, wow, but... Yeah. Because I've looked at, like, all of the different satellite failovers, like HughesNet and things like that. Yeah, yearly $500, 400 after that. Uh, and they charge 150 Oh, membership dues. It's 500 a year. Oh, 150 for the uh, every three months or 500 per year. Okay. That's fine. You do you do the the five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, all I need is a backup. So <clears throat> this would awesome. be an interesting. I mean, in all honestly, in general, for even a single video, that's not even a bad idea to or or a few videos because you could right. test this out uh, for just a one year. Like I'm going to do this for one year, right? And then. That's that's I mean, that's, I spent 500 on the Starlink satellite. I'm, I'm not yeah. opposed to spending 500 for a year to get service. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Calyx 4G cool. Wi-Fi video likely coming too. your guys's way. Yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. I, I appreciate the hint. And those aren't bad speeds, honestly, like 150 down, 50 up like I pay I pay $40 extra to Comcast to get 50 up instead of 30 or 20, I think it is in my area. So, yeah, I'm not opposed to a little, you know, grease in the wheels of of the Internet to make make packets fly smoother. 
is there a limit of like timeline of like you can only use it per day i oh look at this this, is, this will be fun yeah this would be cool to look into yeah well, get, unlimited, you, get unlimited 4G internet with a mobile hotspot. Great for on-the-go and everyday use. Ships to United States and Puerto Rico. There we go. Cool. Huh. Nine-month warranty. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, wait. Hey, there's coverage map. There we go. Uh, connects to T-Mobile. Okay, that's fine. Sprint. That that's what most of the the LTE yeah. terrestrial service backhauls are. Is, is T-Mobile network? Uh, let's Oslo see. Be careful with that open covered. frame laser engraving system. Don't give yourself home laser eye surgery. Now, right. here's a, here's yeah. the deal. I I do want to address the laser safety concerns from the last video because, uh, laser safety is very important. I don't want to not stress that enough. Uh, laser safety is incredibly important. When speaking about laser safety, diode lasers are incredibly dangerous. I'm well aware of this, okay? The reason you normally have an enclosure is CO2 lasers are invisible. And CO2 lasers, the laser tube is in the back of the enclosure. Oops. Uh, ah. There we go. The laser, ah, the laser tube is in the back of the enclosure and then bounces off a set of mirrors down to the cutting head to actually cut the material that you're engraving. Why does that matter? Well, that bounce path is not protected in any way, shape, or form because it has to move along the X and Y axes on a gantry along a series of mirrors, and you can't encapsulate that space. And so CO2 lasers are incredibly dangerous because number one, you can't see what they're actually shooting at or where the laser's at uh, until it starts burning the thing that it's pointed at. Uh, and B, those reflections, if a mirror gets bent out of whack or anything else, can instantly blind you, can cause permanent damage, can cause so many other things. Now, let's go to the laser that I have. I have a diode laser. That is a laser module that is, is in a brick that points directly down. Directly down from that is an enclosed space with a UV protective window so you can see the cutting surface. The cutter tip is only, or the, the enclosure is only two millimeters above the surface of the thing that I'm cutting. Now, Obviously, I have to worry about bounces and reflections from the other side of the material. Let's say I'm cutting wood and I'm burning through the material. I have a honeycomb plate, which is five mil thick with a stainless steel sheet on the bottom. What that means is any potential bounces, even off the stainless steel plate on the bottom, can only travel one direction. And that's literally straight back up into that laser enclosure. Is my laser system fully enclosed? No. Is the path that the laser takes in any way dangerous to the user? Also, no. Now, there's other concerns with fumes and, and things like that. I do have an extraction system. Uh, it's only about 80% efficient right now. I am working on some methods to get all of the smoke out of the room instead of just most of it. Uh, but uh, I assure you I'm being as safe as humanly possible with my laser. Uh, and... 
not to diminish laser safety at all, but you also have to apply the right safety techniques to the right equipment that you're using. And a diode laser is a completely set of different uh, uh, safety protocols than a CO2 laser because of the way it works and because of where the laser is actually coming from and the paths that it could possibly take to escape said enclosure. Hope that clears things up. But I do appreciate everyone looking out for me. Lasers. So. Well, we all just thought you were going to, you know, fix your eyes with it and just try to do some home mm -hmm. lab with that and be like, oh, yeah, don't need glasses anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't mess with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's just funny, because anytime there's anything semi-dangerous, there's always people like, you better be careful. You shouldn't be promoting. It's like, look, I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't taking a right. large form of I, precaution. <laughs> I, I got lit up one time for using my Harbor Freight drill press while wearing a glove. The glove was so I could grip the material, not so I could be anywhere near the cutting head. And again, proper safety procedures. Should I be wearing a glove, which can end, end up all the way degloving me if yeah. if it gets caught in in the uh, the teeth, absolutely not. Uh, I was doing it as safely as possible, though, while keeping my hand a fair fair bit away from the material that I was cutting. My drill press was set on very low speed. Uh, it was in no danger of grabbing and biting the material. It was a fairly non-aggressive cut. For those who don't know, I have experience as a CNC machine operator using 12-foot, 9-axis machines, okay? <laughs> like, I, I'm not new to machine safety. <laughs> I, I take everything very seriously. I always wear safety glasses. I always wear uh, laser. And even when the laser, I was wearing protective goggles in every shot that the laser was active. So was Rhett. Like, we both had goggles on. We both... I don't know how much more safe I can get. Blazers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lasers. Yeah, and uh, and as Kren says, as the owner of a K40, I can't confirm. It also doesn't have a safety switch on the lid. Yeah, that and that's one of the common mods for a K40 laser, uh, which is the 40-watt CO2 laser that you commonly see for about that $400 to $500 price point. Um those have been around for years, and uh, uh, those are terrifying. Uh, like, like from anyone who knows anything about lasers, those are terrifying. So, anyway, hope that clears some things up. Uh, <laughs> and I do know what I'm doing, so I, I hope I hope we're okay. <laughs> Can we still be friends? Can we still have beer together? Awesome. <laughs> Intel has some news. Intel has some news. Well, <laughs> Intel leakers have some news. Uh, That's true. That is we true. actually did talk about this a little bit at uh, uh, about right around two months ago with uh, with Ian Cutrus. He was on the show after uh, from his hotel room in Texas after going to uh, Intel Innovation. Uh and he went to the 
a, a random booth where they were promoting Raptor Lake. And he's like, Raptor Lake's already out. We've already seen Raptor Lake. I don't need to see Raptor Lake again. Uh, Ian and I did a fab tour uh, in in the Hillsboro uh, fabrication facility back last December, almost exactly a year ago now. Uh, we saw Raptor Lake being produced. Uh, we saw Sapphire Rapids being produced. Uh, so the fact that they had a a wafer on display that had Raptor Lake on it was not at all interesting. Yeah. However, Ian got to the booth with uh, Paul Alcorn of Tom's Hardware, and uh, he took one look at the wafer and he goes, that's not Raptor Lake. And the Intel people went, wait, what? And he goes, no, that's not Raptor Lake. That's not Raptor Lake's layout. That It's very clear. You know where the cores are at. You know how many cores there are supposed to be. You know the, the orientation and layout and size of the dies. That's not Raptor Lake. That's something else. Hmm. So they started counting, and they, they got up to counting and got uh, 34 cores, but at 10 nanometer. Uh, hmm, indeed. Uh, well, <laughs> as it turns out, there might be some more to this, as, uh, there's some Sapphire Rap- Oh, and we were positing that this is potentially a Sapphire Rapids workstation based off of Raptor Lake fabrication. Uh, so, not uncommon for Intel <clears throat> to, uh, um, make workstation products out of consumer-based products and vice versa. And so, you know, obviously it's the same division. You're, you're uh, sharing technology and, and, and device and, and SKU layouts. Uh, but this new leak suggests that Sapphire Rapids workstation will, number one, support overclocking. Number two, have eight memory channels and 112 PCI Express lanes. Remember I was just complaining about that like a month and a half ago <laughs> about like, I'm trying to build a workstation, but 20 lanes does not a workstation make. Uh, yeah, Sapphire Rapids might be my next workstation. We'll we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, oh, and uh, 56 <laughs> cores. 56 <laughs> cores. 56. <laughs> um, now, obviously, you know, AMD has their uh, uh, Ultra, their Genoa, their, their yeah. uh, 64 so, so. and 96 core Epic systems and up to 64 yeah, cores on Threadripper. Uh, but 56 cores from, from Intel is, is also pro? not too, to be slighted. Um, so these will be Golden Cove derived with AVX 512 instructions. Uh, and, and yeah, again, up to eight memory channels and 112 PCI express lanes. Um, and if we go down here, we can see kind of an entire product stack, uh, that we think might be coming. So we've got at the very top of this, the Xeon W9, which I'm, I appreciate that they're trying to give these workstation class SKUs instead of just <laughs> extending the, the consumer SKU. <laughs> Because do you remember back when we had like the the uh, the seven thousand series Intel SKU, so the the, oh, the yeah. core i i three i five i seven desktop SKUs, and uh, yeah. that's when we stopped at i seven, um, i nine, but yeah, it, no, eventually we did i nine, 
yeah, and, yeah. but but the seven thousand was all i7 seven, um, yeah. uh so we went you know 7100 7300 7500 7600 7700 was the top uh consumer skew was the i7 7700k then we got the 7800, the 7820X, the 7860X, the 7960X, the 7980XE. It's like <laughs> they ran out of room on top and they're like, we can't call them 8000 because that's going to be something else. So we have we have 700 available SKUs down below and only 200 available on top. And we need to fit the entire Xeon product stack into this little ball so, yeah, the 7820X was born, and the 7900, 7920, 7940, 7945L, like, they were oh, no, all over when, the map. That's when the alphabet started coming into play. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, let's 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 use the Greek alphabet, too. <laughs> right. Get some Roman numerals in there while you're at it. And, like, all bets are off. Uh, so yeah, here we have the Xeon W9 3495X, 56 cores, 112 threads, 8 channels of DDR5 and 112 PCI Express lanes, and those last two specs look like they will be carried all the way down to their 12-core units. So yep. 12 cores, 24 threads, 16 cores, 32 threads, uh, 20 and 40, 2856. This is a pretty impressive top-to-bottom lineup when you consider... Right now, sure, the, uh, the, gosh, the 13900K is a, what is it, 24 core? Yeah, it's 8 plus 16. Uh, yeah. 8 performance cores, 16 efficiency cores, and 32 total threads. Um, now, there's something interesting that this number tells me. So, performance cores can be hyper-threaded. Efficiency cores cannot. Is this 56 performance cores? Not eight performance hmm. cores, 56 performance cores. That's what I'm curious about. Because that's what those numbers indicate to me. Because if you notice, these are all doubled. Except for the skews ending in three where the thread count is unknown. Unknown, yes. Which probably usually indicates it's probably the same. At least that's or, what I use. Or, or it could be like 16 core, 24 thread, like like eight and eight kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm curious. I'm curious to see what happens. And, and honestly, I just want these to be fairly affordable. You know, give give me a, a Xeon W5 3425, 12 core, 24 thread for, I don't know, 750, 700? Yeah, I was going to say under 800 bucks would be Under nice. 800, you know, your, your i9, 1300K, great processor, but hella overclocked, you know, 5.5 gigahertz. I will say good cpu i've been using it on my workstation and gaming machine massive performance uplift even from my 5950x uh ryzen chip um but eight channels of ddr5 and 112 pcie lanes i have cards i need to add into my systems to work it it's a workstation it's not 
Yeah. It's not a gaming mis- <clears throat> machine where I throw four lanes of NVMe and a 16x graphics card and call it a day. Like I got other things I got to do. And well, so, it, yeah. And also we're not even talking about too like price wise, but there was, this is the W34 series is what we're talking about right now, which is, you know, the top of the game, but they also did release the 24 series, W24 series, which then, which comes with a up to 24 uh, cores overclockable. And those might actually be in a cheaper range as well, too. Also, we have to state, again, this is a leak. Yes, these are not confirmed. Um, But typically when you get product names, like specific product names, not just like, oh, there's a 56 and a 28 core. Uh, Usually those turn out to be accurate. Uh, Like like I'd give this 80% accuracy as far yeah. as chances of, of coming to fruition. Um, also, we don't have any clock speeds yet, and clock speeds are often not not set on SKUs until zero hour. I mean, like, what do we put on the box? Uh, let's make it a 4.3. Sounds good, boss. Like, Well, the uh, yeah, the other interesting thing that they talked about in this article was that uh, these are designed to go on a particularly brand new motherboard, and this motherboard is going to be spent sent out as early as April. And they said, why would you send out a motherboard that early and mm-hmm. not have a processor for it? So these might be coming extremely soon, yeah. uh, you know, first quarter next year, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the rumor that I've been hearing is potentially first quarter launch. Maybe we hear more about it at CES, and that would certainly be... Uh, exciting. Um, but uh, there's an interesting thing here is uh, these are all the 3000 series SKUs. There's potentially a 2000 series SKU. Um, yeah. Now, both of these are going to be on the LGA 4677 platform. Um, good Lord, these things are going to be massive. I mean, giant, giant CPUs. Um, these are all the 3000 series SKUs. I'm interested in if 24 or 2000 uh, series SKUs are coming as well. And they say they are. Uh, And potentially the 2000 series SKU is what will be using the 34 core Raptor Lake S silicon, which is what Ian and and Paul over at uh, Tom's Hardware saw. Um, So... Even even with something like a 2495X with 24 cores and hyper-threading, that's a pretty enticing processor for a workstation market that has been, let's just say, neglected for quite some time. I mean, yes, there's Threadripper, but as soon as, as Intel stopped making CPUs to compete with Threadripper because they didn't want to uh, cannibalize their own Xeon business... AMD just up to the prices to astronomical levels. And so AMD is nearly to where Intel was, uh, you know, 2016, 2017 with like, yeah, it's $3,000. Who cares? We're the only one who has something like this. You're going to pay it and you're going to thank us for the opportunity because AMD is still a business and and a corporation and has to answer to shareholders. And if there's no competition, you price as high as you want to price. So hopefully... Intel will being bring balance to the force market. I know marketplace. Usually it was the other way around. <laughs> it was usually AMD. We would like pray that they. From did my that. point of now... view, AMD is evil. Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
they're they're both empires and <laughs> they they want their boot over the, you. there's so much disney references that i could use here there there's the loki <laughs> you must be truly desperate to seek me for help <laughs> you know intel plastered on his forehead like yeah but you know actually amd does have a bit of news they do uh we do have a couple of uh super well, chats we have real some quick. super chats yes yeah. Uh, so Cosworth sends over $2. Thank you very much. I'm waiting for Jeff to review a Chinese X99. Uh, as soon as I see one at a reasonable price point, I will probably pick one up. So uh, don't be afraid to send me links. Yeah. Uh, and Mike D sends over can uh, 10 Canadian rupees. Uh, Sirius SC this time. I'd like to get into brewing my own craft beer at home, preferably Hazy's. Do you guys have any experience, any guides or channels you can recommend to a total noob? Although well, John, I think this is a question for you. This is a question for me. And Mike, if you are either a member of the Discord, uh, hit me up on the DMs. I will be glad to do that. Steve and I have many years of brewing, whether it is good beer or not. Uh, I'm not even going to bring up both. that story. I'm just going to uh -huh. say, John, I, I wasn't. I was just going to say John has a... <laughs> Actually, very impressive setup uh, for yeah. for a home brewer. I, uh, I actually I, I thought about doing a cleanup review of like how to clean your system. Yeah, that's, that's... I, I need to get back into that. Yeah, that'd be uh, fun. Uh, but yeah, Mike, if if you're a part of the Discord, DM me. If not, go over to my channel, uh, Hops and Brews, and you can DM me there or Twitter. Yeah, uh, Hops and Brews. Uh, basically, any social media. Yeah, that'll be said at the end of the show. Yep. But yeah, hit me up, DM me. Uh, we can chat. Totally, it's cool. John, you're internet famous. As soon as the question came up, Novella said, ask John about strawberries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a video about cleaning my brew system. Then I'm going to make a video about making a strawberry blonde ale. Strawberry blonde ale. <laughs> <laughs> I just want I you to be. I just want you to be cleaning your your condense line, and and all of a sudden, like a whole strawberry <laughs> shoots out of it. <laughs> I I was the first one to make jammy beers. All right, <laughs> you're a pioneer. What can I say? I was a pioneer. <laughs> no one else did it before me. I did it. Jeff spreads this rumor around about this amazing strawberry beer. Then all of a sudden, these it was all over. It was okay. All all of these well it gave them the idea and john like, oh the gosh. best the best beer you've ever made really isn't a beer it was a tapache i know the tapache <laughs> that was a really good, darn good tapache oh god seven percent of alcoholic pineapple it juice. was, Holy oh, it was so good <laughs> uh, i think i have one bottle left yeah it's probably bad. It's probably bad. Yeah, pineapple yeah. is one of those one of those fruits you can't let it age. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. AMD does have some news, but I've got another beer to open. John, where are Me you at? Me too. All right. I, I'm done. But uh, what do you got? You got yours ready? I got mine ready. Uh, we'll go with you first. All right. I have the world famous Dogfish Head 90 Minute IPA. There yes. it goes. But it's the big tall boy. It's oh, the 19.4. The 19.4. Yeah. yeah. I just call them 20s, but yep. not not the nice 12 ounces. Yeah. Uh, and, so, so I've still got a 16 ounce, but mine is from Adroit Theory. But unlike oh. a lot of Adroit Theory beers that I've had before, this one is an Imperial Stout. So this, 
This ain't no hazy. Ah, oh, you know, I think I've had that one. Have you? I might have. Oh, but I love Adria Terry. Yeah. Uh, Adria so Terry, this is Evangelion. Uh, or no, sorry. This Sorry. No, this is a hazy. I, I read the label wrong. It is a hazy. I had another one in the, in the fridge that was a stout. So apparently I'm having a second hazy today. Uh, this oh. is Evangelion uh, number two, Lilith. Uh, oh, number two, Lilith. Okay. Yeah. And it is a 10% hazy IPA. Let's see. Ghost. What I uh, do love Ghost about their Ghost 1065. I love. I was gonna say, like, I like that because they'll they'll do those names because yeah. they repeat a lot, and the ghost is usually the version. Yes. So yeah, this is Ghost uh, 1065 for those that follow Adroit Theory. Yes, I have not had that. Oh my here. god, I can smell it from here. It is sweet. There's our, oh, so wow. let's see, uh, the second release of the series, uh, it's rich, pillowy body with an ideal vertical, uh, transport dominant notes of mango, passion fruit, lemon, and tangerine. Aromas of tropical citrus with bursts out of the can, just like you stated, enhancing each subsequent sip. Dry hop with citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, and Tahiki. Tahiki. Um, yeah, there very few beers, even at like arm's length or, or half arm's length, as I'm kind of like T-Rexing it right here to show it in camera. <laughs> um, do you just get punched in the face with aroma? Um, and it only, it typically only happens with two different types of beers. Uh, I, I, I've had it with IPA slash hazies and I've had it happen with stouts. Um, if you're pouring like an Irish red or an ESB or something like that. You're not getting whiffs of toffee from two feet away. It just, it doesn't work that way. Um, but typically, if I crack a can and I go, oh, like, like your pupils just like dilate. Uh, that's what this just did to me. So, I have very high hopes for this beer. Adroit Theory, Evangelion, number two, Lilith, Hazy IPA. Double dry hopped, Citra, El Dorado, Galaxy, and Tahiki hops, and 10% Ghost 1065. Oh, man. Good? Wow. <laughs> Sweet, I bet. That thing looks sweet. Look like candy sweet. Very sweet. Candy sweet. Uh, but not syrupy at all. Just like Jolly Rancher levels of of Citra. <laughs> yeah, I call those like candy IPAs. You know, uh, it, I think that's the new thing. Remember early on, uh, Hazy's were uh, acid bombs. Yeah, I think certain ones are making sugar bombs now to where it's like almost yeah. too sweet to where I want to split that with two people. It's it's delicious and you can get through it easily. Yeah. But you're like, oh, this is the little it's, it's fantastic for the first again, like we say, four ounces. Yeah, that's my opinion. This one. Boy, it's changing so quick. It's hard to like grab a flavor and go like, oh, it's this. Um because it, it just did like seven things while you were talking and I had already swallowed and was trying to think about it. Um, 
yeah, so thank you, Novella Hub, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to take a drink of this and, and really dive in. How do you guys like living in the PNW? Uh, cost of living, rainy weather, uh, amenities. Um, you know, we really haven't ever talked about, like, we've talked about, like, the beer. We've talked about some other things. Um, mm. There are some major advantages to living in the Pacific Northwest and a couple major disadvantages. Um, oh, yeah. major disadvantage. It's one of the highest costs of living in the U S like especially the past 10 years. Yeah. Especially the last 10 years. Um, our people say housing prices are through the roof, like everywhere. Um, boy, outside of Seattle, you'd be hard to compete with Portland. Uh, so or yeah. <laughs> all of Oregon, like good God. Um, oh, I know where, where you and I live. Seven years ago, two hundred thousand. That's easy, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So, let's put it this way: uh, I moved three years ago, uh, right just before the pandemic started. I I, I bought a new house, um, and uh, I had purchased my old house in two thousand ten at what I thought was the bottom of the 2008 recession. I was trying to get in and like, I need to buy a house this year because I don't want the prices to start going up. And if the prices go up, that's just equity I'm losing. Um, And so that was my goal. So bought a house. Turns out the price didn't bottom out for another year and a half or so around us. Uh, So like mid 2011, early 2012, it finally bottomed out. Uh, I bought my last house for $155,000. We bottomed out in value at $120,000, uh, according to Zillow. Um, I sold my house in 2019 for $290,000. By the way, it just sold again for four forty-seven. I saw that, actually. I actually saw it was back up for sale. Yeah, so in 10 years, our housing market has tripled um now i know that a lot of housing markets have have like been on you know very steep climbs it seems oregon is just out of control um and as far as amenities we've got reasonably good internet throughout um we've got pockets of phenomenal uh Places with restaurants and and culture and music and, and things like that. But it's way more spread out than if you're coming from somewhere towards the east. Uh, like if you're coming from Virginia or, or Georgia or New York or anything like that. We are very much in little concentrated pockets. Yeah, and then it, there's an hour between any semblance of civilization. And that's what I was going to say. If you don't mind traveling a little bit, and when mm-hmm. I say a little bit, I'm talking like 45 minutes to an hour, uh, then you can get everything you ever wanted. But it, because of just the way things are right now and everything, the cost of living is a bit higher now, a lot higher. Yeah. Uh, that That's a you're like oh, traveling an hour. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to do that. Uh, but you can experience anything you want. There's there's right. there's desert within an hour and twenty minutes. There's a coast. Oh, I, I wouldn't say beach. There's a coast. Um, it's a 
when you're in Oregon, we call it a beach because that's a beach. Right. Uh, you know, but it's great. It's great culture. There's uh, some big city experience within 45 minutes of both of us. There's mid-level uh, city stuff within 30 minutes of us. And there's, like Jeff said, little pockets of awesomeness. Um, but you got you got it, a pat. 90 minute drive. I can be yeah. in the high desert exploring lava tubes, skiing on Mount Hood, hiking river basins in Eugene or or uh, the the gorge in in Portland. I can be on the beach. I can be in the valley. I can be by a river. I can be by the ocean. I can be by a lake. I could I could literally do anything that I want to do within 90 minutes of my house. Yeah, be in and the it's middle of a forest. Freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that part is nice. Yeah. Um so if you want to find something you can find it but it's not necessarily going to be a bike ride for you. Um yeah. now one of the perks that I say of the Pacific Northwest is our weather is not actively trying to kill us. Uh, we don't get tornadoes. We don't get hurricanes. We don't get, we do get wildfires, but we get wildfires in areas that not very many people live. Um, yeah. we, we get them in the high desert and, and dense forest of Eastern Oregon. We don't get them in the wet valley of the Willamette Valley here where everyone lives in Oregon. And it's because our trees are still green in August. Like, yeah, um, we do get a lot of rain, but we get it on a slow basis where it's um, I've been in some Missouri and Kansas and Oklahoma sudden thunderstorms where it's like all of a sudden the streets are flooded and, you know, you're like, Noah, get the ark. Yeah. Um, like I've been in those type of storms before. Um in Oregon, we'll get, you know, 22 inches of rain in, in December and 30 inches of rain in January. But that's just because it's always raining. It's, yeah, it's not no. because we, you know, in three hours, we got two inches of rain. Like you get in some parts of the country where it's this sudden storm system that comes in and like, well, that's it for the month. Um, here, it's just like constantly a drizzle. And because it's constantly a drizzle, no one in the Pacific Northwest owns an umbrella or knows anyone who does own an umbrella. Well, that, you know what we do? We the, put our head down slightly. I was going to make the point you could always tell a tourist because they always have an umbrella. And a true mm -hmm. Oregonian just sits there and like looks up and is like, oh, well, whatever, and just keeps walking. That's what a true Oregonian does. I didn't does. wear a jacket when I left. The, it, it was 38 <laughs> degrees outside. Um, and... Uh, I needed to walk from my house to the truck, and then I had a couple of stops to make, a couple errands to run. Um, it was raining, not hard, not not insane. But you're but just like, why why wear a coat? <laughs> do, do you know why I wear hats all the time? It's to keep the raindrops off my glasses. That's it. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. it. That's it. That's that's all it is for. You know, I the most you'll ever see people do is a hoodie. Yeah. That's the most, and it's like a cotton cotton hoodie that's gonna get soaked and wet anyways but <clears throat> that's what people use as an umbrella do you um, mow your lawn during the winter no uh no you put the mower away in october and usually don't get it out yeah. again until march like late yeah. march um I, I i rake my leaves with my mower right <laughs> um right exactly uh yeah it's beautiful here uh it's some of the most interesting terrain and and uh, it's always green. It's yeah, it's I, a really like nice tell, place to live. Yeah, I like to tell people if you want to experience the best part 
of every season, Oregon has a time and place for every season. Yep. There's a sometimes all at once. Sometimes all at once. There have been times where we have had snow, rain, hail, and a 90 degree day within two weeks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. When seasons change, they change on a dime. Uh, yeah. Is what I will say. There's there's no gradual. You know, oh, we get a month to look at the leaves. No, it's like we go from no. like full maple trees to oh my god, my <laughs> truck is covered. <laughs> I, yeah, I, even my wife and I were like, oh my gosh, when did it become fall? And it was like four days, and every tree was just like colorful. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't get very much snow in the valley. Uh, we get snow maybe once in any substantial sense uh about every five to seven years um we are due this year and in fact we've already gotten dusted a couple of times in december which is very rare for us um but uh But but like you said you can travel 60 minutes 90 minutes and there's snow year round yeah you can go skiing year round in oregon yeah you can go skiing in june on mount bachelor I'm not so, kidding. <laughs> it's 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 really it's an interesting, cool place. So, yeah, uh, yeah you know, if you you, you just got to like weather and uh, adapting to it, and then once you get here, get used to it. Because true, I don't want to say true organs. People that have been here long enough. They're like, we don't care. This is yeah. just how it is. What's it like there if you don't drive? It is unless you're living in Salem proper or in Eugene proper or in Portland proper, or one of the the couple suburbs. So you've got like your Beaverton, your Hillsboro. Yeah. You're going to need transport. Um, Eugene, you could, Eugene is probably the only city that you get away with not having transport because they have one of the most efficient public transport systems in the country. Um, Like they are second to San Francisco's BART. Like they are insane. You can get anywhere in any part of the city that they service and they service everything. Uh, within 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that and that's by public bus. Uh, they are crazy efficient. I didn't have a car until I moved north uh, out of Eugene. So, yeah, they are uh, really, really efficient down there. Uh, if you live in Portland, you could probably get around with no, no vehicle. Uh, there's the Max. There's a bunch of... Uh, of other public transport options. There's private transport options, you know, obviously Uber and things like that. Um, and in Portland proper, you wouldn't have a hard time getting around. Salem would be a little difficult. Um, yes. Because... You know, that You're just that yellow taxi cab at that point. Right. And while we do have Uber, but everything in Salem is so spread out and Salem's not big enough to have everything. And so it's yeah. the state capital, but... We have one Best Buy and we have one Costco and they're at complete opposite ends of the city. And you're not going to walk between them. Yeah, the city's even separated by like two areas and which are like two miles to three miles apart. Right. Uh. And uh, (laughs) and even then, uh, the, the road structure in Salem is not all that great because it's basically like a giant A with a bunch of connecting roads going between them. Um, yeah. But nothing else connects. Only the major connecting roads go between those two. So you never quite know where you're at on the grid because the grid has one axis that just kind of went, nah, that's good. 
Yeah. So uh, most people that live in that town, they stick within like if they're wanting to walk, they just stick within their little pocket. Um, that That's pretty much it. You have the people on the north side. They'll drive because they're closer to the I-5 interstate. And then the people that are downtown, they're like, eh, no, we'll find a little shop and we'll just walk. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of people chiming in in, in uh, regard to Eugene and LTD, Lane Transit District. Yeah, holy crap. LTD is the absolute bomb. Like, he, people in Eugene really don't understand what a luxury it is until you leave Eugene. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how good that bus system is. Like, yeah. absolutely insane. All right, I got to do something that I normally don't do, but I got to go. <laughs> And you well, know what I, I'm talking about. I, I will take it over for a couple of minutes. Right. Cool. <laughs> um, so we do have some AMD news to get to now that uh, hot Oregon talk is out of the way. Um, and uh, AMD is allegedly prepping some X3D, so some 3D vCache systems, uh, or CPUs rather, uh, to pair with their Zen 4 architecture. Uh, this is some... Awesome, awesome news. If you, for anyone who was following like the 4090 release, um, we saw some very interesting benchmark numbers out of uh, the different CPUs that they would pair them with. And so obviously the 4090 is the bee's knees when it comes to graphics cards and it's starting to become CPU limited at 4K. Uh, But... Or no, sorry, sorry. I, I, uh, the 7000 series, AMD, and then uh, and then Raptor like after that. So the 5800, 5800 XD, which is a 12 core processor, was trading blows with uh, the 13900K or with the uh, the 7950X. Excuse me, I'm getting all my reviews mixed up now. Ah, let me back up. 3D V cache. What is it? Why does it matter? Uh, it is stacked vertical cache, which has an easier time transmitting data in a very short physical path. Um, AMD has previously tried this out with the 5800X3D, which is a 12 core, 24 threaded processor. Uh, it was only available at that single SKU. Uh, with the 3D vCache. It's a more expensive vCache, but what it gives you is a crap ton of cache uh, and uh, very, very fast at that. So layer three cache. Whereas most chips might have, you know, 64 megs. I believe the 3800 or 5800 X3D had 128 megs of L3 cache. Um, but that makes it much, much more efficient in certain circumstances. Um, and I love that uh, John's gone now, so I didn't hide my Discord or OBS window properly enough. So there we go. Now John's gone. Um, I'm back. I'm oh, back. he's back. Okay. Back. Let me turn you back on there. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, so yeah, uh, it's just a a different way to handle cash. It's a more efficient way to handle cash. It is more expensive, but it is faster. Uh, apparently instead of just leaving this to their 12 core CPU, AMD is going to be bringing this to their flagship with the 7950X3D with a full 192 megs of L3 cache and, a, and the same 170 watt TDP. Um, for those who watched the original 7000 series benchmark videos uh, and reviewers like uh, 
Hardware Unboxed and LTT were, were talking about the new performance and how much more efficient and faster these new CPUs were than the uh, previous generation Zen 3 cores with the 5000 series, with the exception of the 5800X3D because it managed to keep up in pretty much every single gaming task and in some cases beat the new flagship in the 7950X, which it should really have no business competing with. Um, well, as it turned out, uh, the 5800X3D might have been in just the right position to be CPU limited, but really no faster than that when it comes to 3D performance because when the 4090 was launched, the 5800X3D fell notably below the 7950X and 7800X uh, as, as far as performance goes. So it's definitely faster than the 5000 series, but it's still slower than the 7000 series. Now, what happens when you add 3D cache to the 7000 series? That's going to be the interesting thing, especially when it comes to gaming, because some of the random IO tasks that are very common in gaming love 3D cache, 3D vCache on the CPUs. So hopefully we'll start to see some, uh, I mean, competition breeds winning for the consumer. And we're, we're really starting to see that both between Raptor Lake and AMD it's really possible that we're kind of in the middle or even the very beginning of a CPU war, unlike we've seen since 2000 for the original one gigahertz and then 1.6 gigahertz races that we saw. Ooh, the um, cores. Yeah, the duos. Not not even not even not cores. Even and and even then we were in Pentium three days. Yeah. Like like the original Athlon XPs and the XP twelve hundreds and and Pentium three Tualatins and, and things like that. Like, those were some crazy chips. Do you realize the Pentium 3 Tualatin was a direct die-cooled CPU? No heat spreader, <laughs> no nothing else. No, I don't, no. Just, just a bare die on a piece of silicon. That was a thing that Intel shipped. No heat spreader, just like, we need to beat AMD, so here's some bare... Uh, here's some bare <laughs> here's silicon, a, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Mike asked how the floaties taste. Uh, I dumped them out. Oh, you loser. Yes. I'm, I, I'll eat them later. Yeah. For a super chat, maybe I will. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of super chat, we do have one from uh, Scott Gearing, not to be confused with uh, Scott Sterling. Scott yeah. Uh, don't live here or don't get here live much, uh, buy a nice bottle each. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I already did. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, on the, on the uh, discord every year, we do a beer secret Santa. Um, Join it. it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, so I just bought mine. Uh, I think I went there on Tuesday and I got it, got it shipped out today and it'll be there, I think on Saturday. So, uh, but oh. we're opening next Wednesday. Yeah. So if you didn't join way too late, sorry. Um, yeah. but I was in the hundred dear hundred dollar tier. So what I did is I went oh, to my local gee, big spender. Jeez. <laughs> I, I went, I went to my local bottle shop 
And I grabbed two of everything that I wanted to buy for him because I wanted them too. So I spent $235 at the bottle shop. <laughs> and then Can went, uh, well, I like, so I've got some big beers. Like I've got some, some, you know, 16 ounce and even like 12 ounce, like specialty bottles and things like, I don't want to give anything away. And then I also bought some of the common or sorry, some of the less common, like four packs that we'll get. Um, so I've got I've got some Ninkasi in there. I've got some uh, some Fort George in there. So what I did was I bought the four packs of those and then pulled two off and gave two to him and put two in my fridge because it's like, I want those beers too. And then I took all the big barrel-aged beers and it's like, um, I got up to the counter and the guy rang like three of the bottles up and he goes, you realize those are $27 a piece, right? And I went, yeah. Just... <laughs> And he goes, okay, because uh, my local bottle shop is terrible about pricing. They don't individually price anything, and their price tags are all six months out of date. And so you get up to the counter, and their inventory system is amazing because they'll scan it, and it's like, oh, that beer's in our inventory. I didn't even know we got that in yet, and there's the price on it. Cool, cool. Um, but the shelf tag is for the beer that was there six months ago. Um and so there is a lot of confusion at my local bottle shop where people will go, oh, $10 for that bottle. And it's like, no, it's $38, son. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he goes, do you realize these are $27 a piece, right? And I went, I know what I'm about. <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny you said that. And I was looking at my uh, recent beer purchase and I was like, oh, I just spent $325 on four four beers. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's that's what I do. <laughs> yep. Uh, here, let me uh, let me show this to camera real quick. Um, so that's what my cart looked like. Get it in focus. Focus. Can't quite get it in focus. So yeah, but gotta... you can see the dots. Yeah. All of those dots. Just imagine like eight dollars each. <laughs> well, and of course, see. I got it too dim now. Yeah, Where's the happy medium? Good. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's good. That should focus. Um, so yeah, all, all those dots. Just those imagine like an average purchase price of like eight to nine dollars. That's what Mike Seeger Santa's getting. And also me, because I have a I have the box back here still. <laughs> uh and Denver S sends over a five dollar super chat. Uh, thank you very much again. Uh, 5800X3D being only eight cores. Yeah, I realized that like a minute after I finished talking about it. And I said 12 core, I think twice. Yeah, eight core, 16 thread. Single threaded performance, especially when it comes to gaming performance was insanely fast though. Um, uh, makes the performance versus the 16 core 7950X all that much more impressive. Ex exactly. Well, with the eight core, it can technically be clocked slightly higher than the 16 core you're working with slightly better bend silicon um when it comes to that uh that particular skew so anyway yeah yeah well and, Kren, Kren, Kren sent over some more uh another super chat you missed one actually mm. it was a two dollar aussie bucks uh, yeah. i don't know what that technically generates and he's australian ripples right uh, what floaties? that counts for the floaties? Because I did say super. Those chat. who are new to craft beer, they might need a quick explanation of what floaties are. 
floaties are in general uh usually just a, a compound of yeast that has re um formed again because there's a bit of re-fermentation gone in the beer usually it comes from that they the brewery did not kill the yeast yet so there's still a little bit of active yeast going on you can get floaties in a hazy by these compounds breaking down from making it cloudy that's so that's what would happen if you get an old hazy they are perfectly fine to drink yep uh it is totally fine it's just part of the yeast compound it it it, it doesn't really do a whole lot it just kind of looks disgusting yeah however um, so there is a beer we get around here a lot that has floaties in it. Um, in fact, there's a couple of them that I can think of. There's uh, Ninkasi Megalodon, usually yep. has some floaties at the bottom. Um, some of the Freem IPAs will have floaties in them. Uh, and then I know I'm missing a big one. I know I'm missing another one. Freem usually is most of theirs because they do a lot of active yeast. They do a lot of you active yeast. Um, a lot of the you, fresh hop stuff that we get will sometimes have floaties as sometimes. well. So yeah. like Deschutes Fresh Hop will will usually have some floaties in it. It's it's basically the yeast that, like John said, the, the protein strings have reformed and it's reclumped together. And yeah. uh, it looks a little weird. I assure you there's absolutely no mouthfeel to it because if you can imagine how small a yeast molecule is as soon as it hits your tongue it breaks up and yeah, it's no, not like you know you're pulling strings of things out of your mouth it just looks like you would if you drank it <laughs> now and you, you'll see this a lot too with um active yeast beers which are a lot of european style so if you ever go to a bottle shop you see these old european glass bottles that have dust on them yeah. and there's a cake on the bottom that's just the yeast being compounded again. It's active wild ale. It's still active yeast. That's actually for those particular. Beers, I hear you, you can, can get whole strawberries out of bottles sometimes. Oh man! Yeah, I was. Uh, I would. That's what it was, Jeff. That's. I was doing a hazy, Belgian <laughs> hazy blonde. Belgian strawberry blonde. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a jammy hazy Belgian strawberry blonde. That's what I, I was a pioneer. Came up with that. John doesn't that like to brew a lot of beer varieties, so instead he brews all of his varieties in one. That's right. It's just like I'm gonna do all the techniques in one. So, uh, yeah, that there now there are times you might see something dark in there. That's questionable. That's usually some kind of a mold or something. It should be extremely rare. Yeah, if you ever see that, extremely rare. Yeah, um, I'm talking once in a twenty thousand dollar price range of buying beers. You know. Yep. And, and that's probably some local small brew pub. You should never see that in a major or yeah. even decent I, brew pub. I, I will say I have only ever seen that once on a bottle that I have bought. Yeah. So that, and I kind that's of expected usually... it because it was like a five-year-old thing that I'm like, oh, yeah, this is probably good. And uh turned out it wasn't so good anymore. Yeah. Improper so, cellaring uh, and, and things like that exactly, can lead to things ex exactly. growing. Improper cellaring, improper bottling, yeah. um, all of that. There, They didn't put enough CO2 in the bottle or can mm -hmm. to seal it. So therefore, there was oxygen that's for uh, in the proper improper temperature can cause mold or yep. something to grow. That's exactly what it is. So there you go. That's what floaties essentially are. Uh, 
Yeah, sure, why not? There, drag them. Tastes like nothing. <laughs> Even though those are black. John's gonna die. I'm gonna die. Well, cheers uh, to that, everyone. Cheers to that. Amazon is offering customers $2 per month for letting the company monitor your traffic on your cell phone. No. No. <laughs> At least cover my Amazon Prime. That's my price. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they should be. Oh, my God. I, when I saw this, I was like, wow, how cheap are people? And like to just are, are they just dumb to let them their data go like that? Hey, have access to all of your traffic of where you're at. Uh, when you're looking through Amazon, what you click, what you buy, what stores you're visiting, what oh my, where gosh. you drive, how you drive, like For two bucks. No, I oh, know uh, they said you can make up to up to ten dollars a month if wow. you do everything they ask. Uh, yeah, wow. I, I did find it interesting. They said eligible. Uh, Amazon customers are the only ones getting this and they're sending them to us. It's like more like gullible customers I, is what I heard. I can't imagine anyone. Well, I can't say anyone, but most people selling their privacy for $2. If, if you put $10 on it, $10 gets you an Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because $120 a year gets you Amazon Prime. I'd say... There's people willing to do that. I don't care what they see on my phone. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, well, blah. I mean, that's. I guess maybe that's what the whole maximum of $10 a month Right, is. right. So you know. what they're trying to do is they're trying to undercut their value you. to you yeah. or your value to them. Um, and uh, yeah, Did, I... This <sighs> I mean, this thing kind of goes back to the VPNs of, of like just that's the whole point of VPNs is not letting your data go out and being sold to trafficked and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, being taken from everyone. Anything that's free on the Internet, you're the product. You know, they're selling your stuff. You're being tracked. Just remember that. Uh, no, Novella said it would be better if they did the better off dead kid saying, where's my two dollars? Where's my two dollars? Two dollars! I want my two dollars! Yes, I know. How many people do you think actually watch this and know that reference? I don't know, because that is an obscure that's, reference. By the way, I think that's, bravo to Novella Hub. for Yeah, that's like what, 80, 87, 86? Something like that. Up? And uh, yeah, it's got the uh, the paper boy with the switchblade uh comb. comb yeah where's my two dollars where's his, my two dollars paper out yeah yeah oh <laughs> good stuff bravo novella bravo to that yeah um but yeah i mean this this is honestly when i when i saw this like wow this is an insult to people and mm -hmm. the people that do get this the fact that you can't sign up for this and that they're just it's an invite only ad verification program is like they know then who they're targeting. Right. And it's just even worse. And it's just like, wow. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. do this. 
Can I just yeah, say don't, don't do this? I mean, don't put a price on my privacy because by accepting that $2, you're putting a price on my privacy and I don't like that. Don't do this. I know because the more and more people that do sign up for us, they're like, oh, there's a lot of people that they'll stoop to this. Oh, let's push it out even more. And it pushes right. out to the greater world. And it's like, this is now the their value of a person's privacy. No, the person, it, that's a huge value. I mean, it really, it should be on, uh, uh, you know, um, no price mark. Right. Right. Uh, but what? whatever. I, I don't know. I just. It really actually goes back to even the, the maybe worth stuff. two dollars to you, but to me it's worthless. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> um. Sorry, that was a almost a direct Peter Griffin quote. That's almost <laughs> as old as the uh, as the better off dead joke. Almost, yeah. Skull, Skull says, "Hey, that's twenty four bucks a year." We are you know, we are closer that's, that's to a... better off dead than we are to the original Peter Griffin joke on that one, <laughs> or rather, Peter Griffin is closer to better off dead than we are to that Peter Griffin reference. So that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that was started. a season one Family Guy, which would have 98, been 99, 99, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was only 12 years from Better Off Dead. We're 24 Ooh. from that. Ouch. Man, that's harsh. Yeah. Oof. And Pascal says it's only 24 bucks a year. Hey, it's 24 bucks a year. I mean, that's true. It is a 12-pack. Right, right. So uh, that's a beer a month. A beer a month it gets you. I had the realization the other night that... Uh, uh, so we've got a certain rotation of shows that uh, we'll put on when we're falling asleep. And uh, there's actually an entire subreddit for falling asleep to Futurama. That's a, oh, that's yeah. a thing. As one does. As one does. Uh, and, and I did that for years and years. Uh, but we usually have a rotation of like Archer, Family Guy, Futurama. Uh, my, wife doesn't my, like my wife doesn't like Simpsons, but... Uh, oh. Rick and Morty's in there Rick, and whatnot. I'm on my Top Gear one right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Top, Gear, Top Gear Top Gear has never been my fall asleep jam. That's been my lunch jam. That ah, That is, ah. uh, I love eating lunch and watching Top Gear. Ah, okay. Um, I'll, I'll watch and fall asleep. Right. Uh, but anyway. Uh, it's your future uh, uh, adult swim mix. That's how Steve puts it. It's right. the adult swim mix. No, no, but but I got to thinking about it and going like I remember when I was a kid in in the 90s and I'd be going Nick at night who watches this filth? Who the f cares oh, who yeah. who Lucy is and 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 who the monsters were and everything else. And then I started looking at most of my rotation and realized that it's 24 years old or older at this point. Yeah, no, well, what's funny Because is when I up, say Family I, Guy, I, I mean the first three seasons of Family Guy. I don't mean 2007 on, I mean 99 through 02. Uh, when I say Futurama, I mean, you know, up to 2003 is when they ran. Uh, plus you got the four movies. I don't count season seven and on. And it's not that they didn't have any good episodes, it's that the bad episodes were so much worse. It was the honking, but like eight of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 
like if I if I went back and and I started watching a binge of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's what Nick and Knight was when we were kids. I know. Oh man, that uh, it, it is funny because I will watch Nick at Nights or or you know the modern equivalent. I'll be like, "Why are these modern shows? These are modern shows." And I'm like, "No, these are like 15 year olds." Yeah, yeah, like, oh right, my gosh. right. You 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 ever turn on the oldie station and they go now playing Photograph by Nickelback? Yeah, or yeah, I know, right? It's uh, for us. It's uh, ninety two point three classic rock, yeah. KGON, and it's like the and best of the nineties. Oh, <laughs> here's Pearl Jam. What? Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> here's Aerosmith, but it's from two thousand uh, uh, Armageddon. <laughs> Wait. Blink 182. How's Blink 182 old? Classic rock. Right. <laughs> Up next is more Limp Biscuit on Oregon's classic rock. <laughs> oh, God. And, I mean, that's still pretty popular here, to be honest. Ugh. Youths. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you listen to modern day music and you're just like, everything. It's like, it's so funny. It is like that South Park episode uh, where everything's poop. I won't say the word, but you know, uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh -huh. where Stan's dad, Stan just listened to me. Everything, everything's fart noises. It's like, yeah, actually, that I, I totally get that reference now. Yep. Uh, yep. Steamy Ray Vaughn. <laughs> 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 so he goes and just starts farting into a microphone. <laughs> Oh gosh. I totally get yeah, it, but I get it. I totally my, get it. My my, like, my I, kids have been reminding me about this a lot lately. Uh they they love to to remind me that dad is old. Um I was playing Skyrim the other day. Skyrim sucked me back in. I, I didn't expect it to happen, but uh I have uh my Ioneo Next uh console. And one of the triggers, the spring, like, shattered in it. And so I contacted Ioneo and I said, hey, my spring broke. And they oh, yeah, we'll send you a whole new button. Like, not a problem. And so I finally got the button in and got it swapped out. And uh, I'm like, what do I want to play on this? Oh, good old games, GOG, just uh, released Skyrim. You know what? I'm going to install Skyrim. I'm going to play Skyrim. It sucked me right back in. I'm like 30 hours into it over the last two weeks. Um, and, uh, my oldest miss asked me the other day, what game is this? Oh, this is Skyrim. Oh, when did it come out? I said, oh, 2010. She goes, wow, that's three <laughs> years older than me. I went, oh, God damn it. Yeah, we had a full-on conversation about Skyrim, about how old Skyrim was, about how Dad is older than Skyrim by a lot. <laughs> I know. It's like you know when there are bangers on at the grocery store, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm old." Yep. Like, yep. I, I love this song. <laughs> Shrek comes on, and you're like, ah. <laughs> "Yeah." All 
All-Star. Yeah! Mm. Yep. It's been one wink since we got to see. <laughs> Some red hot chili peppers comes on. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, a little Californication. Huh. Take me home. Yeah. Oh, I remember when that... Do you remember the uh, the music video for that was like revolution? It was like Tony Hawk yeah. Skater Pro 2 graphics. Yeah. That's all it was, was just Tony Hawk Skater. But it was like, this music video is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, there was, the graphics. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so Californication and uh, Danny California were probably my jams. Oh yeah, in those Danny days. California. Yeah. Well, bass player. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, guilty as charged. Like, I love me some Daddy California. You give me a bass lead on a song, I will. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good song. They're good songs. So. Yeah. What's um... funny is I even didn't realize it until you said it. It's like, oh right, that's why I like that. It's because I get you... to shine. Yeah. You want to get through the? We got four more you want to just rapid fire through we got them, some rapid you... fire in us yeah uh okay. so anchor and i don't want to remove anchor's name from this because it's their subsidiary brand of security products but anchors Ufi cameras have been caught in a bit of a security scandal where you know all those cloud connected uh security cameras that you can get right now you know the ring and and things like that um well, Anchor had one that they said, you know what, you can use this with the cloud or you can use it just as a local device. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently they lied. Uh, and in fact, the Eufy cameras do upload your footage to the cloud, regardless of whether or not you have account, an account. Um, they do not encrypt those uploads. So you can download them if you have the right web address. Yeah, that's uh, all it was. Right. You can view the live streams if you can intercept that data, which is not that difficult if you can get on the same local LAN. Now, that's less of a concern for some, but more of a concern for others. Um, and uh, they also had a no retention policy. So once you delete the camera data, it's gone forever, right? No, they kept the data no. forever. Uh, so Anchor, Anchor, Yuffie is in a bit of hot water over the last couple of weeks as a lot of these security concerns have come to light. Yeah. And it kind of goes to show the security oversights we're willing to look at in the quest of the 1980 smart home. Uh... And it, it's been a concern that's always been first and foremost in my brain. Um, John, do you have an always listening uh, black box in your home? I mean, an Amazon Alexa or a Google Home or Apple Siri no, or anything? I Neither do, not, do I. I. I refuse to ever have one, and I've been pushed to get one, and I right. will refuse right. to have one. Uh, me and my wife are gone completely the same page where... Um, and it's not that I'm overly paranoid. It's not that I'm no, like, I, like Google already has ownership of my phone and my phone, technically yeah, my, my business. Technically my phone is listening um, all the time. But it's the idea that any third party is is involved. It's also the idea that any, that first or third parties would have 
advertising means over me. It it's 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 frustrating and and a bit appalling and concerning that Google knows everywhere that I have been over the last 10 years. They know everywhere that I'm going to go. They know what gas stations I go to. They And there's part of me that also doesn't want Shall I just put it this way? A witness for the prosecution listening at all times in my house and taking phrases out of context. <laughs> right. I'm a sarcastic son of a... Like, that's what my wife married, and she fully knows it. And uh, we'll have conversations about, like, something that happened. It's like, well, guess I'll just die then. Like, we're talking about medical bills. And it's like, well, guess I'll just stop living. Been nice knowing you. See you later. And... Uh, Bless my wife's heart, for the last 16 years, she's uh, started to show me up in some of my humor. It's actually kind of insulting. <laughs> um, oh, I know. My my wife, sorry to cut you off, my wife's done the same thing. I was like, she yeah. was very, like, not humorous. And now I was like, I, I can't. Wow, that's a good that's a, that's a good snap. I can't think of something right now. Oh man, right. hang on. I, what is what is going on? <laughs> I, I, I had the, I had the one shot, but I didn't expect the counter, and now I'm like. I'm out of place. I'm out of pieces. Like, I, yeah, exactly. I don't have it's anything like, left to play. Wait, wait, what? You responded? <laughs> right. So, yeah, 16 years of marriage, they sneak up on you. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God, aging ourselves again. Oh, my gosh. I, well, you know, oh, my. I, I had a lady uh, ask, I was, she was asking, oh, how are you? Well, Long story short, I was telling her kind of a quick story of my life and just saying, hey, I just had a kid, you know, a few years ago. And she's like, oh, well, marriage is hard your first year. And I was like, yeah, after 15. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. uh, no. Uh, I've been married I was married seven years. years before my first kid was born. Yeah. Like, so. <clears throat> I got yeah. some of that single life. I got some of that married, no kids life. That that dual income, yeah. no kids. That was pretty great. I'd like to go back to that in some semblance. Right. In some semblance. But, uh, and know. now I've had nine amazing years of of you know with being being blessed with kids and and getting uh, to will, share I, every experience with my wife. I was gonna say I I will still say, uh, and this is not tech, but I will still say. I love having, I love being a dad and as, as much as having, Oh, freedom. And a, no, being a parent is way better. It's a lot of struggles, but man, the ups are way higher than, than, yeah. you know, anything else. And it's like, Oh, those, even, even the small ups are like a thousand times higher than without when I, the ups that I had without being a father. Yeah. So I love I love being a father. I I honestly I don't even know how I functioned without having kids because I don't remember much of the first 7 years of our marriage. Yeah. Just flat out I I I, I was either working or or It was just long time dating essentially right. and, and we 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 didn't have enough money to travel so we really didn't travel. We we didn't have enough money to buy a house so we didn't buy a house. Uh Gosh, we were five years into our marriage before we bought our house, and uh, and then a couple years later we had our first kid, and it's like, what? Uh, yeah. Like, <sighs> no, yeah, I, I, I mean, I understand, and I do, 
I have no problem with people wanting to do the marriage thing and then and spending a couple of years not having kids. That's fine. I really yeah. do. But having a, a couple family of comments is... coming in with uh, with dinks and uh, and thirty nine no kids no wife and whatnot. And I will say it's not for everyone. I got married younger That's than fine. I probably should have, and I don't recommend it. Um, I've also been on record multiple times as saying I have three kids and I can't recommend them to anyone who will listen. Um, how many pets? Technically three. Uh, yeah, I, I've got I a one. I've got a dog, a cat, and a tortoise. Yeah, I have a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I've had two rabbits, technically. Yep. Uh, so, your rabbit's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, but it, but it, it's, it's, well, your cat's pretty cool, too. I, my I, cat's I pretty cool. Try, we actually, actually, there was some news and I never shared it. We had cats for a week. We had three cats for a week. My wife hates cats and she fell in love with these because we rescued them. Ah. We found them at our farm. And they literally just came out of the field as strays. <laughs> and they were all siblings. And so yeah. we had to take all of them. And she l fell in love with all of them. But then she realized once we took them home, uh, after a week, they started uh, destroying her photo shoot areas. Oh, yeah. Because she would, she would leave products out for her business. Um, <clears throat> and as kittens will do start clawing on things and we have quite a few male cats around here yeah. and um neutering us or spaying all of these cats at the time was very expensive yeah it would have been like 600 bucks for the three that's if you, that's it, if you got the group discount exactly and yeah. so it's like for for surprisingly males are are cheap females not so much no no. Um, so, but, so then we donated them to uh, a local church and yeah. they gladly took them in, but, uh, for, so, so for, for a week, I had four pets. <laughs> um, well, I've got a tortoise and the sad thing is the tortoise is only like four years old and he's going to outlive me. True. True. Um, um, did you, did you go with the classic Ninja Turtles name? Uh, we were going to go with the classic Ninja Turtle name. Uh, so we were originally told that the tortoise was a male, but later found out that it's too early to tell on tortoises if they're male or female. Um, and uh, so we were going to name it Raphael. Now, for those who know Little Bit, Little Bit is my my middle child. Uh they're, they turned five about six months ago. So uh, five and a half right now. Um, bottom curved. Uh, we have a red-footed tortoise, which doesn't develop until at least five years old. And so bottom curved, flat bottom, cur you know, there there are tells that will develop within the next couple of years that will be able to, to like, go, oh yeah, that's totally a girl or totally a boy. Anyway, we were going to name it Raphael. Go with classic Ninja Turtles, right? Um, and I said, oh, we're going to name your tortoise Raphael. And Little Bit said, Rotten Jelly? <laughs> and so we went, you know what? It's your pet. We got, we got the tortoise because you're into dinosaurs and you're into like less impact pets. Like you don't like the dog. You barely like the cat. Uh, the tortoise is yours. 
you know what? If you want to name it Rotten Jelly, we'll name it Rotten Jelly. And so Jelly the Tortoise uh, oh, was, I was gonna born. Say, is, it, is, is it called RJ? I was going to say uh, RJ. What we, just, we just call it Jelly. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, so Jelly has been uh, gender fluid. Sometimes we'll call it a he. Sometimes we'll call it a she. I guess we'll find out within the next couple of years what it <laughs> happens to be. Don't even know. Right. But, uh, but yeah, we still got Rambo. Rambo's uh, kicking ass as always. Um, yeah, TMNT names are are fun, but Rotten Jelly sounds much better. Right. Like, and and as soon as she said it, we went, Rotten Jelly it is. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, yeah, that's just too good of a name. It's right. Like you just have to go with it. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna burst through these next two, and then we can hit the last one if we want to. And then yeah, we got some maybe... Brewdog. Go yeah, for maybe. it. So uh, recently, Brewdog got into the news because one of their ads got banned uh, and really hit hard too, but for not the reasons you might think. It actually got banned because they stated that sarcastically that uh, one of your five daily vitamins essentially because they have a guava flavored hazy beer and the i don't know what the fcc over there or, or what it is in the uk but um what it's technically called but they got told that they could not do this advertisement anymore and they uh, got banned from doing it the interesting thing too was that it was only it was only for members who subscribed to their newsletter that opted in to getting their newsletter and one person complained about it. And then therefore their, the local government told BrewDogs, you cannot do this ad uh, to where some of the, the owners went on to social media. like, this is literally tongue and cheek. And if you don't get that, uh, you know, Skittles taste the rainbow is not tasting a rainbow right. and so on and so forth. The, the, and the problem is when it comes to liquor advertisements and John, you, do you understand this, this? And I understand this, right? Like we, we've been on a level that's, that's well beyond having yeah. promoted businesses within the alcoholic, alcohol related, mm-hmm. not alcoholic, but also alcoholic communities. Um, that you have to be very specific and very direct in a lot of advertisements uh, meant that are promoting alcoholic beverages. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game from standard FCC. You're dealing with uh, uh, FDA. ASA, You're also dealing sorry, with- a- ASA, uh, yeah. That, that's their version of the ASA. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, there's Food Drug Administration. There's, there's FTC. There's FCC. There's also ATF which is an alcohol, tobacco, and firearms in the U.S. Like, all four of those, those you know, three-letter abbreviations mean <laughs> something to alcoholic distributors and advertisers yeah. in the U.S., and you don't want to piss any of them off. Oh, yeah, um, they'll come after you. Right. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, BrewDog was trying to say, like, Five guavas a day will keep the doctor away, kind of thing. Like we have all the yeah. essential fruit and veg that that you need in your, you know, typical cloudy European lives. And the ASA said uh, they acknowledged the subject heading. 
one of your five a day might be interpreted by some customers as humorous and a nod to the fruit-flavored beers featured in the body of the email. However, it said the claim referred to government advice on health and well-being. Consumers, quote, would not expect advertisers to include such claims in their advertisements unless they were true. Which means don't rely on BrewDog for your, did you get your five fruit and veg today? Yeah, essentially. So... <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. As someone but... who watched a lot of the IT crowd, did you get your five fruit and red veg today? Uh, <laughs> or, or, or do you get your five fruit and veg? Yeah, I think I do. A day? A what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And I, I uh, this wasn't even like, yeah, like I said, this was an email that went out. Um, yeah. But the one thing actually I was kind of interested in was the next one. And who would like a major award oh. turned into uh, a, a beer tower? My wife hates this movie, but I love it. It's an, a major award. It's a major award. For Gili, <laughs> it must be Italian. <laughs> it's, must, it's, it's Italian. Miller Lite out of you all Shoot your people. eye out, kid. <laughs> if you don't turning... know by this point, you're not going to know, but... Miller High Life is releasing a limited edition leg lamp beer tower beer keg distributor tap thing. That's right. So this is not. I want it. Yeah, I know, right? 120 bucks. It is coming out in two days, 12 9. It will be available. It technically delivers around 200 shots worth, which I don't know why they just don't put out the ounce count, but it's probably more of like a, a Ralphie, a chef, you know, BB gun. Red, I do have actually a, an official Red Rider BB gun, by the way. I do too. Uh, um, those things, it's spring loaded, the BB's arc. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the the fun part is the uh, inclusion. It's not the technical stocking leg, so it is... Uh, the leg of the moon on the 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 leg of the lady on the moon, which is Miller High Life's mascot, uh, but it still has the uh, traditional fringe uh, lampshade. Yeah. Uh, so it is, um, and it comes in a box marked fragile. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so 120 bucks um, holds That's a couple of not beers. Bad. No, it's not. It's it's not. Uh, I would honestly. I've always wanted a life size. Uh, I have two. I've life. considered trying to like three D print some. I've I've looked at a number of different options for making my own. Oh, that would be just so cool. Oh, I know. I I've I always I've always wanted one. Um, there was something else I saw. Someone made a jumbo version of that. It was just a lamp, had nothing to do with beer, but yeah. they lit it up as like a, you know the Christmas tree and unveiling. Yeah. Um. So that was always fun. Um. But yeah. So if you're wanting a beer tower shaped in a leg or major award, uh, will be on it's a sale. major award. It is a major award. Oh, December 9th. Go to Miller Lite. Check them out. Please be 21 or over. If you're going to do it, I know. You'll be fine. I'm just those are just disclaimers, whatever. Um, do you want to talk about this last one? Sure. Let's uh we can dive into this. Um so well, actually it's 806. Uh I don't know that's that what, I want to get too far into this. There was another story that came out of a Twitter thread from Tom Goldstein, and how expensive is Chat GPT to run? 
And essentially, he went through all of the math of machine learning and accelerated uh, workloads and AI and Tensor and NVIDIA Ampere cards and the A100 and uh, came up with a rate of about 0.00003 per word generated, which means about one cent per sentence generated by ChatGTP, which is the latest, latest. thing of, of AI-accelerated AI things yeah. that you want to check out. Um, so uh, it's, it's... Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was going to say it's... Uh, what was the old chat bot that we all used to go to? Oh, I don't remember the old one. That was a couple... That's old. It's like two Many years, years old, ago, right. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. Um, just curious, did you have you tried this bot yet? I have not. I tried one thing. And I, it was a beer recipe, actually. Clever yeah, bot. Give, yeah, clever, clever bot. bot. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So chat GPT is on orders of magnitude more sophisticated than clever bot. Uh, and we all used to have a lot of fun with clever bot. So chat GP, GPT, um, it can generate an entire sentence in about 350 milliseconds. Yeah, and based on machine alive. computation time, it will it will cost about one cent per sentence of chat GPT time that is generated. Which is That's the uh, equivalent of 100,000 per day, 3 million per month, by yeah. the way. 3 million a month or 36 million a year to run chat GPT based on like quoted costs. Yeah. If you own the data center, it's obviously a lot less. If you get bulk rates, it's obviously a lot less. But uh, it's just, yeah, you know, he, he goes into if this is a, because this is probably a partnership with Microsoft and everything like that, it's probably way cheaper. This is an idea of if you were to do it yourself independently, here's what it would cost. That's what at least I got from the Twitter thread. Although, you know what the interesting thing about this one, have how accurate it was. Um, uh, it, it's a quite sophisticated bot, actually. Uh, uh, I think Barnacles actually even got it to, to produce a virus that would wipe out your whole computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, he tricked it into doing that. But the other thing uh, I saw a couple of people do was um, they got them to write their uh, a bunch of homework projects. And so people are like, I don't have to read books anymore. I don't have to right. do essays anymore. Right. And here's a report to do to do X. Right. And here you go. And I was like, Here's oh, my that's... report on the Iliad. And exactly. And I was like, Wow. By the way, you're not going to be able to copy and paste this into your homework cheating thing because it was randomly generated and and intentionally obfuscated. Yeah. So it's just it's just. The amazing the tech of AI because in in basics what as far as, far as the program it is just a bunch of if statements really it's ifs and searches and it's like oh my gosh but this is such a sophisticated as far as the back end concern I was like wow I would I would be confused as hell just looking at the code uh, even at that end because uh, that's really all AI is just ifs. Really, in all honesty, at least in my opinion. So, if anyone can prove yeah. me wrong on that, sure, let me know in the chat. But it DMs is a are bunch open. of ifs. Yeah, DMs are open, but uh, AI is just an if statement. Yep, a bunch of if statements. 
You're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, right. It's like, I'm not wrong, but that's that's really what it is. And when they're like, it's self learning. No, it's just if this happened and I don't mm-hmm. know, do this. Right. It's not self learning. <laughs> I always loved the poor man's AI algorithms, which are, uh, uh, you know, two trains divide at blah, 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 and I'm heading east. Like, how long would it take me to get there? Uh, This is a need to know thing because I'm going to hit a wall in three seconds. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, anyway. It is 10 past the hour. I think that's going to do it for episode 262 here on Talking Heads. Join us every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. He's John. I'm John. Follow me at Craft Computing on just about every social media. Follow John at Hops and Brews on the same. Uh, although, John, do you have a Mastodon yet? I, I tried, and, and I'm waiting for approval. Okay, okay. Uh, you uh, might try on mine. I'll, I'll give you the link to... I did. So I, I literally looked up oh, really? before you before you had yours. Yeah. I literally looked up what one has beer or alcohol related. Right. So so for those who don't know, hostux.social, H-O-S-T-U-X dot social. It's actually a Mastodon server hosted in France. But the whole premise of it is we're a craft beer enthusiast community who also likes tech. And I went, yeah, I'm your guy. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, oh, I like. And then they asked me, like, why do you want to join? I was like, I like beer and I want to spread the beer message. Right. You should have just waiting. said, I'm I'm one of Craft Computing's moderators and I have my own craft I beer should've. channel. Like, 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 uh, own your own thing, John. Like, uh, I should have. I don't know. Should've. Yeah. But no, that's hilarious. Oh. But yeah, I, I did that. Oh, Jeff tried to join this. But then you got ahead of me. So I was like, well, whatever. Yeah. No, I got in. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, that's why I don't host my own Mastodon. Is someone already hosted my Mastodon down to the letter, and it just happens to be French. So, oh, vive oui, la France! Oui. Uh, anyway, I like French fries. Follow <laughs> us on all the social medias at Craft Computing, at Hops and Brews. Uh, join us every Wednesday night at six PM Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news, or on. Good God, what's the? Uh, Patreon or no? Um... Flowplane, um, no, uh, uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor, uh, Anchor, Anchor.fm, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found, so you can get this podcast in all of its glory. Glory. Yes. Hopefully, it's not as choppy as the beginning was. No, it'll just cut out the parts that don't exist anymore. Yeah, we were anyway. swearing during those times. <laughs> Thank you so 